How are you Raiders family? Berkey here and welcome to this week's preview of our match against the Sharks round 24. Two weeks to go. Um, if you notice behind me here, I've got a uh, YouTube clip of the 2012 knockout final in Canberra, which we got away with that day. Whilst tomorrow isn't actually a final, it's going to seem like one. So it's probably uh, pretty appropriate that you've seen this at the moment. Uh, because the intensity of tomorrow's game, as I said, is going to be like a final. Um, Gallon's last game, sold out Shark Park, Cronulla in the eight by one win. Uh, so the intensity is going to be enormous. Um, and it's going to be very, very, very um, difficult to get away there with the win. We've been done there the last few years at Shark Park. Um, Hodjo loves the place, though, which I'll come to him shortly in, in the top 10. So it's a big game. Could quite possibly secure us, secure us at least third position temporarily. Um, but next week, South Sydney played the Roosters in the final game. So we just got to get this win tomorrow, no matter what. Let's dive into the top 10, okay? Uh, so number one, I've gone for Sean Johnson. So I've got two parts of Sean Johnson, the good and the bad. So the good from... Um, from our perspective, is that we have to attack him when we've got the ball. He's not a very good defender. He'll be playing right edge. So in defence on the right edge, he basically is on the inside winger. So he's going to shift Josh Morris into a into his halfback role. The big thing with Johnson is he can't do one-on-one -on -one tackles very well at all. He needs help either side of him. So you'll find the winger, um, as well as Josh Morris and uh, uh, Britton Nakora, will be helping Johnson big time in defence. He's a shocking one-on-one -on -one defender, Johnson, and we just need to keep hammering him as much as we can when we've got the ball on that left edge. So the likes of Elliot, Jared, Jack, um, those types of guys, CNK, Bailey, we've got to just mainline to Johnson as much as we can when we've got the ball. We need to tire him out. We need to make him do in second and third efforts. His second and third efforts in defence are very, very ordinary. Um, he falls off tackles. He goes side on to make a tackle. So he will not go in front on. He goes to the side. The good thing about that, it allows you to get an offload or you can slip through the line for a quick play of the ball and win the ruck. So there's some real failings with Sean Johnson in defence and we've got to make sure that we hone in on them. The bad for Sean Johnson, as far as we're concerned, is his speed and his ability to, to make uh, something out of nothing. So Johnson loves winning the ruck and getting the ball at speed off a quick pass out of dummy half. He, he actually runs onto the ball to make space. He's not as effective when he's flat-footed, but if he wins the ruck, you'll find him sweeping right to left to try and pick up Wade Graham, who I'll come to next. So we just got to make sure that every time we have to win that ruck, so Sean Johnson does not, and I repeat, does not get a running start from the play the ball. Again, Sean Johnson's their main kicker, so we need to really work hard from marker and one off the ruck to put pressure on him um, and make sure he rushes his kicks so they're bad bombs or we get seven set repeat sets. So that's the good and bad of Sean Johnson. We can't spook him. Uh, we can't gaze, we can't star watch with him. We've got to get up and take his time management away um, and really try and put pressure on him from the inside. We've got to put pressure on the inside because if Johnson sees our outside guys coming up, he's going to feed off that every day. If he's not sure what's coming on his inside and we need to set the mark early by our market defenders coming in and making sure that they're really putting pressure from that inside, play the ball and ruck area. 
Wade Graham at number two, uh, probably other than Gallon, probably the spiritual leader of that side, or at least the forward pack. Um, very good hole runner, um, and he plays very well with Chad Townsend. So the way that Cronulla's game plan is an attack, um, when it's Chad Townsend feeding Wade Graham, Townsend throws the ball to Graham very early and allows Wade Graham to do his thing, inside ball, outside ball, uh, grub a kick. When it's Sean Johnson sweeping, as I said earlier, from right to left edge, Wade Graham invariably just tries to hit a hole. He does not do a lot of ball playing. So when you see Sean Johnson and Wade Graham together, all Wade Graham's going to try and do is make a gap for him to score a try. So we've really got to be closed in with our defence. I'm talking about Bateman, Nick Kotrick and, um, and, and Jordan on that right edge against Wade Graham. Um, when Graham's got the ball trying to make attacks inside and out, our edge defenders and our inside ruck area have to come across in that straight line and put pressure on the inside runner. Um, if we don't, that's when the likes of Bronson Sherry will do that big inside ball he usually does and head back towards the post. If there's a gap, we've got lazy ruck defenders who haven't moved across. Wade Graham's a left foot kicker, so he'll usually try and dink the ball like Jack does, just into the in-goal area to try and get a repeat set of six. So we've got to move up once again, take his time management off him. He's a danger player. Josh Dugan at fullback, I think, is invariably a weakness. We need to double down on Dugan and make him do as much work as we can from kick returns and tackles. I don't think Dugan um, is as effective as he used to be with second or third efforts. He does a big effort, then he goes out of the game. Big effort, goes out of the game. So we've really got to make sure that we, we double down on making him work as hard as possible from bringing the ball back. If we see him in the line, we've just got to, just got to go in and make him commit and be, and, and be accountable. Um, Dugan's accountability sometimes is questionable in defence, uh, so we just got to make sure that we pick him out if we can, and as I said, make him do those second or third efforts. Once again, in, in his attack, we can't have a staggered line with Dugan. He's too evasive. He can easily get through our line. We need to corral him. When I mean by corral, semicircle around him so he can't go back left looking for his winger, or he can't go back right to try and do a long ball into the middle to try and pick up a runner from the middle third. And number four, Paul Gallen, the spiritual leader of the Sharks, his last game. So there's a lot of emotion. Uh, emotion's a big thing sometimes in these types of games, as we found out the last few weeks with the likes of BJ's games, um, Aiden Caesar, Jack, Jared. We've had a lot of emotive games this year. This is probably the biggest emotive game in Sharks history with Gallon's final game at Shark Park. We've got our backs to the wall here, guys. Big thing with Gallon, he still gets a very late offload away around the ruck. So we've got to be very wary of that. That's where the likes of Dugan, Johnson, those guys looking for second phase play are going to come into their own. So if there's three in on Gallon and you're trying to get him to the ground, don't think the tackle's over because he can slip a very late offload away um, and that can cause us headaches. So we need to make sure we wrap the ball up at all times. Gallon's 35-36. So once again, his second efforts are nowhere near as good as what they used to be. So we need to try and make him marker if we can. When he's chasing from marker, so when Hodjo's running, CNK's running, Gallon's nowhere near as effective as his speed has dropped off probably two or three yards the last five or six years. So if he's at marker, we need to make him chasing. So if he's chasing from behind, then their defence is thinking, is Gal going to get him? Have I got to go in? So they're going to be in two minds. So if we can get Gallon at marker when we're in attack, 
It's going to have a big. It's going to. It's going to have some big decisions for us as to our attacking options in that ruck area. Let's come to us. Number five, I've gone for the bench. Now, the Sharks bench tomorrow is pretty impressive. I think they've got Fafida, Baden Ueli, um, they've got uh, Jason Bakuya. Um, so they've got a very, very good bench and, uh, and they can bring on. So our bench when they come on, Havili, Horsberg, Hudson, Young, um, as well as uh, Ryan, um, they really have to go in and be very starchy straight away. They, they can't basically try, sorry, Adonamus Lou is the other bench player. They can't be off the pace. They've got to hit the ground running and they've got to trump the Sharks bench. The Sharks bench the last couple of weeks has been very, very effective. They've taken their game to another level when the likes of Fafita comes on after 20, Baden Ueli comes on after 25. Those types of guys I've noticed have really had a lot of impact and passion and enthusiasm. We need to trump that tomorrow with our bench guys to get this win. Most, I think one of the most critical parts of the game tomorrow is our bench effectiveness. Jacket number six. Now I think left edge, he's playing on that right edge, as I said, against Morrison Johnson now. I think Jack's just got to take the line on a lot more tomorrow. Morris is not a noted solid defender. Johnson's very soft. Um, and you've got Nakora, who's a solid defender. But Jack really needs to square up with his runs in behind the ruck. Cronulla hate people going in behind the ruck. It's what we should have done last week against Manly a lot more, which we didn't. So Jack needs to really straighten up and have a go. Back in behind the play of the ball. Make those defenders panic a bit and come in and crowd that play the ball area. It then gives space further on the left edge with Aiden sweeping around the Shans Nickel Klockstadt um, or Elliot or Jared or Bailey. So I think Jack's really going to be pivotal. He's going to be um, uh, pivotal tomorrow to making sure that our attack begins running straight and not running across field. The kicking game with Jack's also critical to those left corners. Try and get Dugan, um, uh, Katoni, and whoever else is on the other wing into that corner. Um, so they're running it out from that corner, and their forwards have got to get back as quickly as possible. Hodjo loves Shark Park. I've got him at number seven. Um, he's, he's, his form has been brilliant. Uh, he was well marked last week. He still did a few brilliant things, but Manly really put pressure on him. They put pressure on him because we weren't winning the ruck often enough. So Hodjo needs the ruck one. Cronulla are a big, big pack. Fafida, Woods, Bakuya, Gallon, um, Pryor, they're big boys. Um, so consequently, our light-footedness and lighter movements should help us win that ruck area. If we can win that ruck area for Hodjo, he's going to cause some absolute chaos in that middle area. So we just got to make sure that we fight and grind every way we can to win that ruck for Hodjo to get his roll on. We need to push up in support with him either side of the ruck and make sure we're going forward but going straight. We can't have this across field crap we had last week against Manly. We've got to earn the right to go attacking the edges by winning that middle third area. Um, as I said, number eight is the ruck area. So as I just um, as I just indicated, that's where this game I think is going to be run uh, won. If we can win that first 2025, 20, uh, when Cronulla then bring on their bench players who are all big boys um, and keep that momentum going, um, it's going to go a hell of a long way for us to get for us to um, get the two points. Number nine, I've gone the right edge. So uh, obviously Aiden into Bateman into Nick. Uh, and into Jordan. Now, with Nick coming in for BJ, 
a little bit of a, a, a disruption. Nothing too bad. Nick played there, as everyone knows, for a number of weeks while BJ was recovering. I think this is a really good confidence booster for Kotrick by getting more ball, more action. He's been a little bit, uh, a little bit tentative the last couple of weeks. Um, so if he can get some ball early against Bronson Sherry, who's also not a noted defender but very good on his feet, um, I think that's going to be really healthy if Nick can get involved early. He's got Johnny Bateman inside of him. He's got Rapana outside guys with international experience, very good players. Um, I really would like to see Aiden and John hit Nick early, try and get his nose through the line and get that offload going. So I think our right edge can just about win us the game tomorrow if they're on against the if they can hold the Sharks left edge, which is their most potent attacking edge. But it's also there. It's also an area where I think we can exploit our attacking prowess. And number ten, guys, I've gone the one percenters and just win. So the one percenters, I say it every week. Uh, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's kick chase out of marker, keep your straight line in defence, support your teammate, communicate, let them know where you are, and belief. And all we have to do is win. I think if we can score early against the Sharks at Shark Park, the first thing that happens when you score first is you take the home crowd out of the game. So their their voices drop. They're nowhere nearly as boisterous as they are at the start of the game. So if we can score first, bring the crowd noise down to our level so we just hear our supporters, that's a big win if we can get underway real early with some points on the board. So, guys, pretty simple. It's a simple plan, but I think it's one we just got to be more effective this week. We were last week. I think last week was a really good test as to what we have to improve and tweak slightly to get the chocolates tomorrow. So, Raiders fans, as always, that's it for my top 10 preview this week. Round 24, big game, massive, top four on the line, possibly... Maybe not a home final, but certainly we're still in the mix for a home final, depending on results tonight between the Roosters and the Panthers. You just never know, guys. As always, I love my love. I love your support on my Berkey's Top 10 Facebook page, YouTube channel, Berkey's Top 10 Up and Running, and all your podcasts, guys. Find me any questions you want to have a chat about. Happy to answer them, as always, guys. So as always, guys, this is Berkey. Bleed Green, out.